listening to Over the Oxa podcast with Tracy Cole for all things to do with the mind for equestrians. I wanted to talk today about what mindset naturals are doing inside their head that the rest of us have to learn by trial and error. And so I want to give you shortcuts so that you know what they're doing naturally. Because very often, if you know someone who's a really confident rider, has great self-belief, is really kind of blocking out any imposter syndrome or self-sabotage, then that person will find it quite difficult to dissect out exactly what they're doing inside their head because it's so obvious and natural to them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to dissect these things out so that we can all learn to do them. We can emulate the mindset naturals so that for us it also then becomes a new habit and then eventually just a habit that we do. So the first thing that I would say is that mindset naturals create goals. They may or may not write them down, but they have a really strong identification of their goal. Their goal is realistic, challenging, so that they don't lose attention, they don't give up, they don't think that it's something that they can't pursue. And they also do it in such a way that they know that what success and failure mean to them. And they do it in such a way that it's very motivational. So what can we take from this? Well, we can set goals that we know that we can achieve, even if that's a quiet admission, because we're stretching ourselves. Maybe it's something you wouldn't chat about necessarily with people around you. But you know quietly and confidently that it's within your grasp and that you can do it. Now for us mere mortals it may mean that we need to write that goal down because the goal setter is the conscious mind and the goal getter is the unconscious mind. So we need to have the unconscious mind fully on board. Writing the goal down slows down the process And this means that as you're writing it, you're thinking, you're contemplating, you're ruminating, maybe you're getting some inspiration. And so it's a very useful thing to do. You don't have to write reams. The unconscious does love it to be very sensory. So that means describing with the five senses, if possible, what your goal is. So what are you seeing when you get the goal? What are you hearing? What are you feeling inside? What are you touching? And maybe what are you smelling and tasting? And smell and taste are a little bit less important. But you need to have that kind of sensory link for the unconscious mind to hook in, get interested, get so that it's receptive to your ideas, knows what you want, and then creates those associations and links to possibilities that will lead you in small stepping stones towards your goal. The second thing that mindset naturals do, and I've kind of mentioned it, is that they have strong mental imagery. So they are able to use visualisation really well. And they don't just do it once, two minutes before they get on. This is part of their build-up. This is part of their training. 
and they will spend time and effort repeating it, maybe on a daily basis. And so using imagery is, again, a wonderful connection with the unconscious mind for a set of instructions. You're telling your mind as clearly as you can, this is what I want. And the more sights, sounds, feelings, tastes, touches that you can put in there, the more it becomes a really rich environment for your unconscious mind to draw on and to use. So use visualisation. Avoid having it as something on the back burner, like you know it's good for you, but you're not going to use it. The next thing that mindset naturals do, and it might not be something obvious, is that they have what's called in NLP a strong physiology. Now physiology doesn't mean your internal organs, it means body language. And so if you think about how a really good rider sits, what position are they in, where are their hands, where are their elbows, where are their shoulders, and you do this in very, very fine detail, you do an analysis, how close are their legs to the horse's sides, how much do they put their heels down, how much are they looking up and around, What's the angle of their head? Is it tipped back? Is it tipped forwards? Where are their eyes? And so this strong physiology, thinking about the posture, thinking about how they move with the horse, thinking about the muscle tension in each of their major muscles and which muscles need to be switched on and which need to be switched off, then you can, again, you can model this. You can watch it. And I've heard riders say like a million times that when they do their dressage test, you know, they come down the center line and on a good day, they're Charlotte. They always say that. They always say, I'm Charlotte. I'm Charlotte when I ride down that center line. And so in a way, what they're doing is getting a great physiology. Physiology, body language, the way that we hold ourselves, our facial expressions, the tension in our muscles and so on, even our breathing, all of those things affect how you think. And if you don't believe me, try this on. I want you to smile, a big, broad smile, really wide smile, (laughs) really, really wide. Do a big smile and then say... (laughs) I feel bad. (laughs) It feels odd, doesn't it? It really feels strange. Now have a go at the opposite. I want you to frown. I want you to grimace. I want you to look angry. And I want you to say to yourself, I feel really, really happy. And again, that feels odd. There's a connection between our physiology and our emotions. And so you can kind of, it's a little bit like the chicken and the egg, you can decide whether the emotion's going to start in your head or it's going to be triggered by something outside like your physiology. And once you get the physiology right, so if you imagine even now, if you can, as long as you're not driving, you're sitting in a really strong, powerful riding position and you feel good and you're sitting up and you're looking up 
that strength gets conveyed to your unconscious mind and you start to feel it emotionally. So that's a great way of starting the confidence process, starting to feel strong or however you want to feel. If you want to feel like a winner or that you're competent or that this is well within your ability, think about how somebody would sit in the saddle when they had those thoughts. Or alternatively, watch equestrians, watch videos of equestrians that you admire and watch them and their body language throughout. And if they're doing a competition, if they're in the middle of the competition, let's say something goes wrong, then just watch their body language. Do they wince? (laughs) It would be unusual to see them wince, wouldn't it? It's unusual for them to grimace. It's unusual for these things to happen because they keep that body language strong and they keep going right to the end of the show. The next thing that our natural mindset people do is that they accept that there's no failure. There's only feedback. So there's no failure, there's only feedback. You're either winning at something or you're learning. And having that kind of disposition really, really helps because when you focus on simply achieving and winning and gaining rosettes and going up the levels, those are big, big steps. And throughout the big, big steps, we all fail. And we need to know what failure means to us. And we need to avoid thinking of it as something really negative because you will have learnt something. You may not have wanted to learn it. You may have wished that there was an easier way for you to have learnt it. But you have learnt. You may have learnt a thousand ways not to do it. So it's that ability to refocus on the goal, to notice the goal, to know absolutely that even if you've had a bad day, you've had a bad competition, things haven't worked out, that the goal is still there and you can adjust the goal if necessary or you can see what's happened as a stepping stone. It has given you more experience. And being able to think of it like that rather than the dreaded disappointment, the frustration, being able to control your emotional state and look at things more dispassionately. And this may include taking a step back, and I mean this inside your head as well, actually starting to look at yourself from a distance. So visualize yourself from a distance, visualize what's just happened and visualize yourself from a distance, like a hundred meters away. And watch yourself go through it and think about, in that disassociated version, how you could have done things differently, what you've learnt, what would you say if you were coaching yourself. The next thing that I want to talk about is getting into the zone. Getting rid of outside distractions and just kind of going within 
but not hyper-focusing too much because sometimes when we hyper-focus, we get hung up on the slightest thing. You know, we, we suddenly think about our leg position or our hand position and we're hyper-hyper-focused on that. In this case, I mean almost like everything goes quiet. Everything goes calm. There's an air of confidence and it's time to ride. And very often when people are able to do this, when they can switch it on or off, what they've been doing for a long time is practicing this, whether they know it or not. And getting into that quiet stillness of being in the zone, of having that peak performance is quite easy to practice. And what I suggest that you do is that you start to learn how to go into peripheral vision. And I'll talk much more about peripheral vision because it is so much more powerful than I've got time to discuss here. But it really is an access point into the mind and it really is a way of getting into that peak performance state so practice peripheral vision it's easy when you're on top of a hill and you're looking across at a panorama have a go at getting into peripheral vision when you're doing something easy mundane you know like going for a walk or just sweeping up going around the yard poo picking Be able to get into that peripheral vision at will. And that will help you. It's one step further into getting into the zone. When you can maintain peripheral vision, then you are able to more and more get into the zone quicker and quicker. The next thing that I want to talk about is being self-aware. Because the naturals are quite self-aware and corrective of anything that they do that upsets their very balanced and stable mindset. So they're aware of their limiting beliefs and their values and emotions, what stresses them, and they eliminate these things. They deal with them in the moment or they find coping strategies. And they're able to do that again quite naturally they, they may need some quiet time, they may need to withdraw, but they're able to sort that out within their own heads. And if they can't sort it out within their own heads, then very often they're self-aware enough to have some kind of intervention, some kind of mindset or therapy or hypnotherapy or something like that. They're also quite aware of when they're self-sabotaging So when people self-sabotage, it's a kind of mental block and they may be very unconsciously self-sabotaging or they may be doing it completely consciously. But people who are mindset naturals will have that awareness very quickly that they are self-sabotaging. So even if somebody desperately wants to win even if somebody really, really wants to ride, then they can sabotage themselves. They can talk themselves out of entering a competition. They can talk themselves out of riding. 
and they in some way have allowed the fear to get the better of them. So it's very easy to be swayed by this, but the naturals will realise that thoughts aren't real and they will again have their goal in mind, have the process that they know will take them to their goal and they are able to therefore overcome those self-imposed barriers. They know that those thoughts need to be changed. They know that if they have these kind of self-sabotaging moments, if they allow beliefs that are limiting to enter their minds, these faulty beliefs, then they know that those are essential to counteract and to find new ways of believing. And they do this very naturally. They can implant new thoughts, new ideas, new beliefs, because they start to think about all the things they can do. They start to believe in themselves by grouping together all the successes over all the years. And they bring that much more to the forefront of their mind than anything negative. And so in doing all of these things, the natural mindset riders are able to maintain their motivation. They know what the invisible barriers are for their success. And so they, they recognise when these pop up and they deal with them and they make active decisions to get through it, to let go of being defeatist, to stop blocking themselves, to stop procrastinating so that they ensure that the motivation stays strong and that they're always going towards a goal even if the path to the goal is a bit wibbly-wobbly. So on the coming podcasts, what I'd really like to talk about are topics like motivation and focus and definitely come back to this peripheral vision so that we're able to get stronger and stronger in our own mindsets. Thanks ever so much for listening. Take care and I'll see you again soon.